Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Cool fact: A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at uh1.com. Welcome to You Come First with me, Megan Barton Hansen. You may know me from the 2018 series of Love Island. Since before Love Island, I've always had a passion for women's rights and interests. So I'm here to tell you everything you need to know when it comes to putting yourself first, whether that be in a relationship, in the bedroom, your career or your mental health. I've called in friends from around the world for an intimate, unfiltered conversation that will change your life forever. The reason I started this podcast is because since I've used my platform to speak so openly, I've had so many of you contact me on social media and even stop me in the street asking me to do a podcast. So now we really can get down and dirty and discuss the most important things that just aren't talked about enough. Expect lots of laughter, a few tears and for the penny to finally drop as we discuss the most taboo and private topics, helping you focus on the fact that you come first. Today, I have a special guest with me, winner of Series 3 Glow Up, Sophie Baverstock. Sophie won Glow Up at just 21. During her time on the show, she won the affection of viewers with her humble but incredible talent. She opened up about being diagnosed with autism and has since gone on to work on such huge productions. Thank you so much for coming on. I've literally just got off the sunbed, so I'm like glowing, so don't pay any attention to me. (laughs) But thank you so much for coming on. Thank you for doing that, because I know how busy you are and stuff, so I really appreciate it. No, it's okay. I appreciate being asked to come on, to be honest. It's definitely something that I've been interested in doing, something like this for a while, so it's good. (laughs) Amazing. So, to kick off the first question, like, you're so accomplished for someone so young. Like, obviously, I watched Glow Up Series 3, which you won. Congratulations. But I couldn't (laughs) believe how young you was. And not only did you win that, you graduated from Bournemouth University with honours, so you've smashed it. So can you tell us a bit about what you what life was like before Glow Up? Um, so, yeah, I literally went straight from sixth form um, in my hometown in Suffolk. And then I just went to college and did a foundation degree in art. Um, and then from there, I went straight to university. I didn't really have any years out, which I was going to do. And then I didn't. So <laughs> that was a bit of a full-on going straight into it but yeah I just started uni and then obviously when Covid happened we were limited a little bit in our third year so as soon as third year started um well actually it was in the end of second year I applied for the show um and then yeah it all just went from there really so I bet you're glad you didn't take a year out to, like, go travelling or party now because you've absolutely smashed it. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I was going to take a year out and then I had, like, a normal job and I just did that for, like, a month or two. And then I was like, no, I'm still, like, in the 
environment in my head of learning and I wanted to do something so I was like I might as well just use this year as a sort of gathering up something else so that's why I did the foundation yeah yeah what was your normal job um I worked in a little cafe that my friend's mum owns (laughs) oh cute (laughs) I've had so many random jobs over the years that people don't believe I worked in a fish and chip shop but that only lasted a day I've worked in McDonald's I did. That was the highlight. I just wanted a battered Mars bar. (laughs) (laughs) Worth it. (laughs) But had you always known that you wanted to do makeup and special effects in TV? And how did you get into the industry? Um, I didn't always... I always knew I wanted to do it. I didn't always think I was going to be able to do it. There's a difference. So I sort of Mm. had a plan in my head to go very much down the route of academic. And I was going to sort of I applied for Edinburgh University to do English literature and then I was like I can't do this (laughs) I just can't do it like it's not me um and my family's quite my sister's very much in the industry so I sort of wanted to go with her down the path um and I saw that she was just doing it so I was like well if she can do it I can do it so we might as well just give it a go but I definitely knew I wanted to do makeup I just was always told it wasn't a possibility and it wasn't real like realistic so Mm. Um, I put it off but it was yeah it was definitely something in the back of my head that I was like if I get the opportunity I would definitely do it or I'd do it as a hobby I was always like oh I'll just do it as a hobby for the rest of my life (laughs) yeah because makeup does seem like such a competitive industry to get into Mm. I feel but was it like special effects that you wanted to do more or just any kind of makeup did you just want to do um I wasn't very good at makeup like I wasn't I thought, to be honest with you, I was in that sort of time period where eyebrows were just coming back and everyone was getting all hyped up about these different products that were sort of booming on YouTube. Like, I was in the YouTube era, so I was, like, copying all these YouTubers doing all sorts of different contour and then, obviously, Kim Kardashian, all of that. So I was just copying everyone else's styles, doing just what everyone else was doing. And at school none of us had good makeup like dream Matt moose sort of situation like none of us were good at makeup <laughs> so I was like this isn't gonna go anywhere is it um but then I was like well that's not really what I was interested in to begin with I was always someone who watched horror films and like all the sort of sci-fi stuff so I always tried to like make myself into different things and I was always the one that made the effort for like fancy dress parties or if we had different days at school where we had to dress up I was like the only person above 14 that actually put an effort in so I definitely knew that that was something that I was passionate about I just always thought it was really funny to like do that but yeah I just sort of practiced in my bedroom when I was like 12 13 just doing like random stuff and like watching loads of like behind the scenes stuff um but special effects was definitely something a bit more me just because I didn't really like want to go into the realm of like wedding makeup and stuff like that because it just wasn't very me but there's artists like that that I look at and I'm like that's incredible but I just can't do it to save my life so there's there's different realms of makeup and like you can be good at one thing and bad at another but it's good to sort of have a little bit of a taste of all of it but um I still can't manage to do like good eyebrows I don't think but I'm getting there. <laughs> you definitely can. There's no way you would have won Glow Up if you couldn't do eyebrows. But I just love how creative creative you are. Like, 
it's insane to me like how you can transform your whole face so like, I was looking at your Instagram when I was like getting these questions together and I was just in awe like I don't have a creative bone in my body one day you have to do me like really cool makeup and transform me <laughs> <laughs> definitely I can make you look completely different I think that's the bit that is what I love it's like you can make someone who's like so like pretty and nice and whatever and you can make them look absolutely dreadful and I think that's the bit that I definitely find most interesting is sort of like completely changing up switching up the the vibe of what someone looks like it must be so amazing just to like have this image on paper and then create with someone's face like insane yeah I mean I don't that's that's the thing that I think I don't ever design it I always just have it in my head which is kind of a blessing and a curse because it's like if someone then sort of wants me to sort of talk about what it's going to be in advance I'm like I can't really give you an image right now and I can't really draw like I'm not typically good at drawing so like I can't draw out my ideas either so I find that difficult um so often I just jump straight into it and I'll just do it because it's in my head like the image is in my head but putting it on paper is something that's I've never been interested in doing that but um obviously people want to know what what's coming before they see it but that's just not very mm. I, I can't do that <laughs> but I can explain things well I think and like yeah. visualize it I just wish people could like see inside my brain sometimes when I'm trying to explain different looks and if I've got an idea I'll try and explain it to like the people around me like my friends and family and they're like yeah okay and then they'll see it and they're like oh okay and I'm like yeah you had to see it to get it do you know what I mean yeah but I feel like people need to just trust the process you're the artist you're the professional just go with it and I think that's how you can like (laughs) it is definitely a process (laughs) yeah people just need to be more trusting I feel like I'll let you do whatever you wanted but I feel like that's how you can tell a good makeup artist whether it's like traditional traditional like wedding makeup like you said or something more elaborate and like tv special effects stuff you can't just Mm. like do the same look on everyone do you know what I mean like a cat eye on me and on someone else would look completely different depending on your face exactly you've got to wait until you see them in real life and I think as well so if you were to be like oh I want you to do like a really creative look on me I'd have to like visually see your face understand your vibe see what influences you like this that and the other before I even had any idea what I was going to do I wouldn't just jump in and be like oh this is what I'm going to do because you have to make it so that when they are transformed into that character they feel it and they can understand it it's a bit like method acting isn't it it's a bit like that in a weird way but you have to in my opinion the way I work is definitely if I was to do something on someone else I'd have to make sure that I knew them in and out to sort of get that onto their skin because you're changing their personality for a minute or two, aren't you? So Mm. that's what I think. It must be incredible to watch a transformation in someone's, like, energy and how they act. I know, like, when I get glammed up, at first I'm, like, sitting there, like, minding my own business and then literally it's like I'm someone off of RuPaul after the end. I'm like, oh, my God, (laughs) here she is. (laughs) Literally. That's how I feel, though, when I go from, like, this to a zombie. I'm like, that's how I feel, so... I get it it's just a different it's just a different vibe altogether but um it's definitely weird especially if it's like I think the the thing that makes a lot of people change their personas is wigs I think as soon as you put a wig on someone they're like whoa I'm a different person so um definitely when I wear wigs that's when I completely change my vibe because to me my hair is so much of my personality that as soon as I cover it or as soon as it's gone I'm like oh it's not me anymore it's someone else which is quite nice it's amazing what makeup can do for people's confidence and just like your Mm. energy 
But congratulations on graduating uni with honours as well. Absolutely smashed that as well. Love it. <laughs> Lots <God>. of people. <laughs> so many people, I feel, and me included, aren't sure whether uni like is for them or was for them. What was your experience at Art Uni like? And was it what you expected? Um, to be honest, like I had no idea what to expect because like a lot of people, I didn't think I was going to be all right at uni, mainly because uni comes with a lot of um, ideas that you're going for the lifestyle, you're going to meet new friends, you're going to go get drunk and have fun and this, that and the other. And I think a lot of people forget that you're actually paying 21 grand to get a degree. So like I always sort of had the mindset of I know that going out and doing all that isn't really for me anyway, so I need to be knowledgeable in the subject I'm doing because I know I'm not going to uni for the lifestyle, uh, which is fine if people do that. Like, it's definitely experience and you definitely come out a completely different person no matter what route you take. But I think my advice for people if they're not sure is, like, decide what you're going to uni for. Like, are you going to uni because the career path that you have in mind is necessary for you to have a degree or is it that you want to meet new people in which case can you take different paths in doing that so like going to college to do a foundation degree was where I sort of first started to change as a person and I know that had my career not have really needed the special training I could have stopped there and I would have been all right um so I think it's all just it's a it's a case-by-case situation but um it was definitely worth doing and I think it's one of those things as well where what you put in is what you get out so I put in blood sweat and tears and I managed to get first so I was like oh I'm happy with that whereas if I'd have not done anything and not got a very good grade I'd also sort of see it as well that's what I put in so um and I never did well at school and I never did like put the effort in at school so I sort of saw it as well now I'm paying for it so I have to (laughs) yeah that's how I saw it (laughs) to be honest with me um yeah and it was great it was really really good and it was like the best three years of your life which a lot of people do say when they're like in their 50s and stuff but it's true and I feel I felt yeah. that immediately as soon as I stopped I was like yeah this has definitely been a very nice positive experience for me yeah I do get a little bit jealous when I hear everyone's uni stories I'm like oh I wish I went there's but some I think... weird stuff like even <laughs> me I don't go out and stuff happened to me that I'm like what the hell like you can't even you couldn't write it do you know what I mean um Oh but, God, yeah, even put... if you don't go out, you have a you have an experience, even if you don't, if even if you're not a party girl, like, I'm not really, but I did go out and I did have fun and I did do stuff. So it was, it was, you find your own way of doing it. And um, I sort of saw it as well as a weird sort of blessing, kind of, when COVID happened, because it meant that we couldn't go out and we couldn't do stuff. So everyone was now becoming a student like I was. So I was thinking, okay, now I don't look weird because no one's going out. So... <laughs> yeah (laughs) but it make it makes complete sense I won't pay 21 grand just for a party and you know what I mean I could go into London Mm. and do that for free so if you're going to pay that money you want to get as much out of it as you can Mm. how did you um how did you apply for the show like had you watched the other series and like what was the process like applying for that so um yeah like I said it was the end of second year and we kind of knew that our resources were going to be limited in the year coming up because obviously there was talk of like shutting things down and lockdown and stuff like that. And um, I had already spent the summer sort of with nothing to do because I didn't have a a part-time job at uni because I put all my focus into my work. So 
I was like struggling to think of things to do almost and my brain has to be stimulated 24 7 otherwise I just sort of hermit up and I don't do anything so I'd already been doing my own little projects and doing stuff online a little bit more um had no like followers like this but it was like I was trying to sort of do more things and then our lecturer was like oh well I know someone who's emailed me from um the company that obviously creates glow up and they're looking for applicants but one of your projects guys is obviously to talk about how you're going to uh, put yourself across in the real life world so it'd be really good if you just like applied and screenshotted it and put it in your put it in your project just to show that you're being proactive and doing something and I was like oh yeah I'll just apply screenshot it put it in my project and then I'll get a good grade for trying to do something and then I applied and then like two days later I got a call and they were like oh yeah well let's go and then it just all kicked off from there and I was like wait a minute <laughs> wait a minute I wasn't planning on that like that wasn't the plan but it you know it turned out okay and it just I'm not sure how much I could even talk about the process of it but it was long and it was detailed and um a lot of hard work whilst in the middle of uni I sort of had to have a few meetings with my uni lecturers and be like am I okay to do this like do you want me to do this? Because you kind of gave me the, you gave me the contact and you're the one that made me apply and now we're stuck in this situation. So you're going to have to kind of help me do it. And they were like, yeah, go on then. So it worked out all right. I love that for you. Just proving that women can have it all. Like I'm in awe yeah, of just, you and like, you're so young. <laughs> Amazing. It must've been mm. so overwhelming. Like you literally just done it to say like, okay, I'm trying to put myself out there. And then not only to get accepted on it, they want you and then you win the thing. Like incredible. Oh, it was weird. And it, I think the bit that was like the most surreal situation was that obviously there's different stages to the uh, application process. And after every stage, I said to my mum, I was like, oh, don't worry though. Don't worry. It won't happen. Like, you know don't it's not gonna happen so don't worry they won't call me back but at least you know they've seen my stuff maybe like someone who works there might you know follow me and know someone this and the other and then as time went on and I just kept going forward and forward and forward I was like oh my god like I might actually get onto the show um and then I remember like getting the call to say that like you're part of like the the 10 people to go on it and it was a couple days like before Christmas and um it meant that I couldn't go home for Christmas because of the timings of it and how we had to travel and do all these different things. Um, but I also had like a project coming up. So I literally stayed at home on my own in my uni house at Christmas because I had to pack to go. So I was like, well, this is my first Christmas on my own. This is nice. And then I just oh literally gosh. went straight away and we just went and it just happened. And um, I was with my friend when I got the call and um, she had her phone on her and she just whipped out and filmed it all. So I've literally got a recording of me on like the phone talking to them finding out and I literally was just in complete shock I was just like okay <laughs> cool oh my god you you have to upload that video it would be amazing maybe to I watch. do freak out a little bit I don't know if it's like <laughs> I just look a bit like overwhelmed and the thing is like when I get overwhelmed I just go a bit crazy like I just go a bit like mute so I was just there like okay cool and they were like are you not excited I was like no I am I'm just kind of like shit myself do you know what I mean I was like I just don't really know how to react but it was good so yeah, yeah. and I was only 21 so it was a bit like what <laughs> such a baby but what would you say like from watching it it gives me a bit of anxiety you know like the challenge like the times and the challenges I'm just like oh my god is that editing or is it like 
obviously you can't say too much but is it like was it really mm. high pressured situation because for me that's my worst nightmare I'm such a faffa and a procrastinator I'd be crying <laughs> I'd be sweating <laughs> there was a lot of crying there was so much crying it was unbelievable um yeah I mean we all know that editing makes things look much different to what it is but it was definitely once it was go time it was like actually real like they were like okay we're gonna do a few like takes this out and the other and then they were like right we're actually gonna do it now and we were like oh right it actually does happen like this and you do actually have that amount of time and they don't give you any more time and you know it's not um it is pretty brutal but I think yeah the editing makes it look a much more pressurized situation because obviously if you don't have the music going on in the background it makes you yeah. your heart like heart palpitations but you almost feel it in your head you're like I know when this is going to be filmed and edited that this is going to be the scary part when you're like five minutes away from finishing you're like right they're going to be starting to like come over and film me now because they do that they obviously know when you're going to be stressed and then they'll come right over and be like are you stressed and you're like yes I am stressed like I know you know I'm stressed (laughs) so but I just kept my I was just like I'm trying to focus I'm trying to like be in one place at one time and that place was like in the weird square bubble that I put around my station and I was just like you know whatever is outside of that I'm just not going to pay attention to for the next three hours and then after that I sort of zone back into reality and I'm like okay right what happened like what's been going on <laughs> so yeah. yeah you did seem so calm I was like rooting for you the whole mm. the whole time and I just like loved how like humble you was and like you, I feel like you I really saw you grow as a person like in confidence and everything but you never seemed to like lose your shit but was there I was terrified <laughs> I was so scared when we first got there I was like I didn't speak for the first or like three days I didn't really speak out loud I just sort of observed and just listened to everyone else and then Maya was like you're gonna have to answer some questions like you're gonna have to speak up a little bit and I was like okay right okay so then they'd sort of like be like Sophie do you want to say anything and I'd be like no not really and then I just sort of sat there like really quiet but when we went up for our first um like when we went up to hear what they have to say for our first creative brief I was shaking like my legs Craig said to me afterwards he was right behind me and he was like I could see your leg shaking and I thought you were going to pass out and I was like I honestly don't remember physically like remember what they said to me I just stood there and I was terrified and I could like you could hear it in my voice and I was like you could hear you know when someone's really nervous and you can hear it and it was just really embarrassing because I was like no one else seems that nervous but I'm actually terrified but as time went on I would like stroll up to the front and be like right this is what it's about and you could definitely tell when you watched it especially when I watched it because I knew what was going on that it was like from the first one to the last one I was like a completely different person it was crazy I feel like everyone saw you go on that journey and it was so amazing to watch. And I think everybody, whether you're the most confident person in a room, mm. everyone's got that little bit of like shyness or just a new surrounding. It just makes you feel like on edge. So I think everyone could relate to that. But it was lovely watching watching your journey. It really was like such a difference. And I feel like in life you don't grow unless you like push yourself out of your comfort zone. Like, not yeah, to the level of what you've done. Like, I have nowhere near as much talent. But, like, even with Love Island, like, I was like, oh, it won't happen, won't happen. Next thing, I'm walking into the villa, shaking. And everyone's like, oh, Yeah, no, you're shaking. It's horrible. <laughs> I'm like, no, <laughs> Mum, get me home to Southend. I don't want to be here no more. <laughs> I know but exactly what was it like? Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. 
They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. What was it like when you won? Could you believe it? Did you, like, I don't know. Was it, it must have been so surreal. Um... <laughs> it was I don't know I don't know how to explain it it's a feeling I've never felt before because it is such a unique feeling and experience that not many people could understand but it's like I remember standing there and the pause between finding out you know like on tv when they sort of give it a minute like Simon Cow vibes and you think oh they're gonna do that they didn't do that so it was very much like Da, 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 and then they just said it and I was like oh my god wait a minute and then me and Craig just hugged and I whispered into Craig's ear I was like oh my god what do I what do I do and he was just like just smile and I was like okay and then I just had to sort of like fake not fake because it was there in my mind like I did feel like that but my body language was like just terrified I looked so scared and then Val came over to me and was like touching my face like are you okay and I just remember looking at her like I can't I'm just numb right now. Like, I just don't even know what to say to you. And then we had to take a minute and then refilm, but it was it was good. It was just, like, I just didn't think it was, like, happening. I was, like, as if a minute ago I was, like, in my living room on the phone to this person, like, OK, I'll see you in a week's time and, you know, bring enough clothes to, like, last a while. And I was, like, right. And I brought, like, enough clothes to last, like, a week. And then I just didn't... I ended up staying for, like, eight weeks. And I was, like, oh, God. But... I just didn't, you know, when people are like, oh, I didn't think it was going to happen. It's like, I genuinely did not think that was going to happen. Because um, I just didn't have any sort of backlog of support. Like, I didn't have the social media following. I didn't have the, I didn't know anyone in the industry. Like, and to me, it was like, even meeting Val and Dot was actually such a big deal that I was like, well, now I've won. I get to, like, speak to them on their own for the first time in the whole time we were in the series. Like, we actually got to speak to them in real life. And I was like, by the way, like, I really love your work. And that was, like, the moment I took to sort of be like, thank you for your work and thank you for inspiring me. Because you never got really to, to speak to them that much. So that I just sort of took that moment to be like, I'm on my own now. I can say what I want. I can be nice to them and, like, tell them how much that what it means to me so I just did that and then I went on my way it was as simple as that <laughs> that is so refreshing and lovely I can imagine like so many people in that situation would be like thinking all about themselves like oh my god I've won what am I going to do next who am I going to call and you're like they're thanking them for inspiring you like and I think yeah. everyone can see that about you and your character like genuinely obviously we've never met but I fell in love with you on that show like you're such a sweet girl and yeah, I'm so oh, happy for you. you. <laughs> I remember Val was like, the first thing she said to me after I won, she was like, do you bleach your eyebrow? And I was like, 
yeah she was like yeah keep doing that it looks cool I was like okay thanks and I just sort of walked away like is that is that it like what the hell I was like what am I meant to say to that but I said to her I was like I did one of my projects at uni based on her work with Gareth Pugh and I was like by the way like I really love you know I love the way you did these eyelashes on this show for fashion week by the way that's what I was inspired by for my last um for my last creative brief I did like eyelashes like that but she didn't like them so she said in the creative brief feedback I don't know if it was in the show she was like I'm not sure about the eyelashes so after the show when I won and I spoke to her I said by the way they were influenced by you and then Dom just shouted shade and I was just like no I didn't mean it like that I was like I didn't mean it like that I meant look you should have liked it surely but she didn't I love I love the honesty and another thing I loved how you was like open with like your autism on the show I think obviously Mm. in like reality and everything like that I've never seen any women speak about having autism and I just wanted you to like really talk to us about your journey with it and if you felt different before you was like diagnosed with autism and I don't know when when did you find out that you had it and how did you deal with it like it must have been hard yeah I mean on the show I sort of I remember saying to my mum when I actually got on, I was like, right, I kind of need to tell people now because I hadn't told my, like, friends, I hadn't really told people around me unless it was necessary to sort of explain, like, behaviour or emotions or something. So I never really mentioned it to people. So when I was on the show and they gave us the brief of Unique, I was like, this is my chance to sort of, like, bite the bullet and actually accept myself and do it in a way which means something to more people than just myself. So if I do it on national TV, then it's like it's just sort of jumping off the cliff full force really isn't it it's like I'm gonna tell everyone at the same time but also do it on tv it was a bit daunting and I nearly changed my idea a couple times just because I was so scared but um I remember having a conversation with the cameramen who were just so nice like they are some of the people that made the experience so much nicer and better than you'd think and they were really really supportive and they were like why are you upset and I was like because this is like the first time I'm talking about it and they were so shocked they were like oh as if like this is this is you telling people about it and I was like it's like it's difficult because it's not a dirty little secret or anything like that and it's just terrifying that that's the sort of vibe that I had in my head that it felt like and it should never have been like that in the first place because it was so daunting to even talk about it and that's so damaging if I'd have felt like that and held on to that for much longer so I was like you know I'm 21 at the time I was I'm 21 I need to stop being like this because I'm a hypocrite if I'm telling people to be themselves and behave as you are and be who you are and then I'm not even doing that myself then who am I like I'm a fake so I'm not gonna do it so I did it and I spoke about it and I was like shaking when the camera came to me and asked me what my look was about I was like oh my god here we go (laughs) because it's like I was saying it in February but I knew it was only coming out later in the year so it was like you never knew how they were going to edit it and I didn't know how they were going to make me look on camera and if they were going to use it as a way of sort of in a way that other TV shows might do it um which in the past like you've just mentioned is obviously negative representation so I was terrified that was going to be the case so I made it very clear to them quite (laughs) sternly that I had no intention of being put across that way because it's really just negative and damaging to people with it so they were like yeah we got it we know how to do it and I was like okay cool and then I just spoke about it as much as I could whilst also like not really putting it across as something that affected me negatively because I wanted to put the message out there that was positive like because I knew that 
all we really get is negative interpretations of it and in that it's a negative thing to have so I was like you know there is negativity there's a lot of it that comes with it and a lot of bad things come with it but let's not talk about that when I've got a moment to talk about it do you know what I mean because I didn't have much time to talk about it it was a very rare opportunity to talk about it so I was like let's let's um make it positive make it sort of we can develop from it rather than move backwards with it so yeah um I think it was weird because I spoke a lot about my journey with it on the show but obviously it's got to be cut down into like a 60 minute a 60 minute episode it's not all about me do you know what I mean so they so they didn't really talk about it much and I haven't really had the moment to talk about it on social media because I want to focus on my makeup and I want to like make sure that um I'm focusing on my career as a makeup artist rather than talking about something that can bring quite negative connotations or trigger quite a lot of people so I haven't really spoken about it but um it was like I was diagnosed at 17 so I was in the middle of sixth form um and it was only because my drama teacher was like she's getting a stars in her written work but she's getting ungraded in her exams so why is that because that's you know that's a pattern that even a professional a professional should see but also an untrained eye should see that that's on un, un it's just unusual to have such different contrasting grades um and he brought my mum in and we spoke about it all and I just said listen like I can do the exams but I can't do the physical acting because I don't understand it it makes me embarrassed I don't like the lights on stage I get headaches after every show like I don't like looking at people in the eye when I have to act as if I'm like in love with them when I'm not and he just sort of laughed and was like you know have you ever been tested for anything I was like I've been tested for dyslexia about a billion times in my life because there was something there and everyone knew it but no one knew what it was um and then yeah a few people recognized it like I had an external maths tutor because my teachers didn't really care about my work in school so they just shoved me to the back or they wouldn't let me do anything so I had to go and externally my mum had to pay for an external tutor and she noticed something was wrong with me I say wrong because that's just what naturally comes out of my mouth nothing was wrong with me but like something was different about my learning style and she said you know is it dyslexia what is it like how do you feel and I you know I just sort of told her a little bit about how I felt and she was like hmm yeah it sounds a bit sounds a bit different that and I was like hmm yeah and then it was only when, like I said, my drama teacher sort of mentioned autism that my mum was like, oh, yeah, maybe we should do some, like, online tests and stuff. And um, obviously at that time it was, like, what, 2016? So the only interpretation I had of autism was the undateables or the Big Bang Theory, obviously all men and all um, struggling with different aspects of autism that I didn't really struggle with. So I was like, no, nah, it can't be this. Like, it can't. It doesn't make sense. Um, and that was obviously such a struggle to understand what was going on because I was also in the middle of like navigating school and who I was and like my identity and things like that and it was just like a big mush of a nightmare to be honest with you <laughs> but yeah I can um, imagine it it must have been it so wasn't. overwhelming and like was, not like, one woman like in the media or the public or anything has like come out and said that they've had this or like even spoken about it and it's like mm. you said met for men it's kind of like more acceptable but as a woman it's like oh no you sh- you shouldn't have this and I can imagine like same as people when they're coming out with their sexuality or saying that they've got mental health issues mm. you just feel because it's not represented and no one speaks about it, you feel automatically shame around it when there is no shame and if we all were more honest like yourself 
you'd find that so many people have it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, so I do. it was a very othering experience of, like, being completely different to other people and, like, um, in that sort of pack mentality of high school, it was very difficult to um, out yourself as someone different because then you're completely putting a target on you. And, you know, I did tell a few people and a few people did use it against me and did say things and all sorts of stuff like that. But it's the same people that come around five years later and thank you for representing it on television. So I just think it's interesting that, you know, it was a complete taboo and definitely something I kept secret and hidden from people. I'd even tell the teachers not to tell. I'd say to people that I was dyslexic, if they asked me why I was in a different exam hall or if I had more time in an exam, I'd just be like, it's because I'm dyslexic. Because people make the time and the effort to understand dyslexia because it's easy and it's not that different is it so people are like oh yeah you're dyslexic everyone's everyone's dyslexic but so I used that as a sort of scapegoat for what it was and the fact that I was like hiding something it was just it was really negative and really horrible um but yeah like I said it was always like I always knew there was something going on and I think everyone in my life sort of knew there was something going on um yeah so. And it's it's like how you said labelled it as like dyslexia as like a scapegoat. Like mm. it's only because everybody speaks about dyslexia. It's yeah. the same as what I'm trying to do. Like the sex industry, like sex workers have been shamed for years just because no one speaks about it. So to taboo to speak about. It. I think if we was all just more honest and open with each other, so many people would be so much happier. And you must be inundated with girls and women messaging you on your DMs saying, yeah. like, I've been diagnosed, I've felt shame about, around it as well. So I just want to mm. say, like, a massive thank you for doing that. And there was, like, a standout line for me because I, I'm quite introverted and shy. And when you said, like, eye contact is physically painful on a bad day, I bet that resonated with so many women, whether they've got autism or not. Um, yeah, definitely. And I, I just think it was so powerful that you're still there. And we all have bad days when we struggle, but it's people like you that make other people feel more accepted because we're all thinking it. It's just some of us are good at hiding it better than others, you know? And yeah, I just, I just honestly, hidden it for way too long. I was like, I'm not doing this anymore. Like, it's just, it's draining and it's not fair to have to live like that when other people can live so openly. Like, it's my life and it's very short and it's not going to be fair for me to sit at the end of it and be like oh well I changed my life to suit other people so that they had a good one but I didn't it's like you've got to be selfish and you know it's not being selfish actually because it's helping other people that may not have the capability to talk about it you know I've been very much blessed with the fact that I don't care what people think about me anymore but like a lot of people unfortunately do and that's where I was a few years ago and it's not fair for me to be like you know you've got to tell people everything about you and you've got to be open and confident this that and the other because it's like that's not realistic people are going through stuff like you know and I'm just out of it so it's like I'm just trying to be realistic in that I can so I might as well do it for other people that can't because in the grand scheme of things if someone's getting bullied for it and they explain my story and who I am and stuff that might sort of be the education that someone needs to understand it. Whereas when I was younger, I couldn't just whip out Instagram and show anyone anything. I'd have to get a thesaurus out and sort sort of explain the whole, oh, but it's not like that. Oh, but it's not, you know, oh, but this, oh, but that. And it's like, I shouldn't have to put my emotional labour into that to help other people educate themselves. It's too exhausting and it's not something that 
I'm ever going to do. Like, even now, when people don't understand it, I'm sort of like, you know... It's not I, your I job. My... It's not your yeah, job to exactly. educate these, like, dumb people. Like, that's on them if they want to, like, learn about it. But honestly, like, I can't tell you how much I respect you for doing that because it was such a brave thing to do. And I also loved your nod to feminism with the colours of the su- suffragette flag. When I saw that, I was like, she's the winner for me. She has to win. What, I have a feminist you... tattoo as well. Oh, my God. I love you so much. We have to hang out after this. So would, would you consider yourself as, like, a feminist? And what would you say being a true feminist looks like for you? I think I've been a feminist since I was, like, out of the womb, to be honest with you, because my mum's a massive feminist, um... She brought me and my sister up as a single parent, most of it. So um, I say most of it since I was about five. So, you know, developmental years, she made such an effort to educate us in female issues and the history of everything that's happened and to understand that, you know, if if a man comes and says that you can't do something, then you've got to do it ten times better than he's ever going to do it. And that's always the way that I've been brought up to, to know things. And it did mean I was a bit of a smart-ass as a kid. And, you know, some people got really irritated with that. And a lot of the time, the people that bullied me at school were actually boys because they found me intimidating to even have a conversation with. I wasn't going to ease up. So English lessons were very interesting because we'd read all these uh, literature pieces and they'd always be written by some guy who was a massive misogynist and I'd I'd be that girl that was like hang on a minute mm, we shouldn't really be we shouldn't really be giving him the time of day so I definitely just was outspoken like my whole life I've always been like that um, my mum is a huge inspiration in terms of feminism and um, I've tried my best to yeah just continuously educate myself in issues upcoming you know not just what's happened in the past and not just white women and the things that I actually deal with in everyday life but other issues around the world and things like that and I've yeah I've definitely called myself a feminist forever really and um, before glow up even I joined like a feminist community that's run by my friend Hannah and she um, she's like an art curator and she created this community on Instagram called the Creative Feminists and I joined that because it was just so nice to see this woman who was like uplifting other women in the creative industry which was something that we were definitely lacking and um, as soon as I joined that I was like oh so it's not just I'm not just that weird outspoken girl at school that everyone found really annoying and wouldn't shut up actually there's women out there all over the place that are like this as well so I've been very passionate about, you know, that sort of thing for quite a while. And um, I always will be, to be honest. Um, Yeah. (laughs) Your mum sounds like an absolute legend. I want to meet her as well. (laughs) She's great. She's just such a, like... I just... You know, when everyone... You know, everyone says their mum's the best, but she really is. Like, she's worked so incredibly hard, like, her whole life. And definitely put that mentality into my head that you have to work hard for what you do and that you can't give up and that persistence is key and you know I'm sure definitely sure you'll understand that even now uh, we are given situations in life where people are extremely sexist and misogynist and had I not have been educated in that I wouldn't be able to hold my own and it's just a shame that schools don't educate us in doing that and it is down to parents to sort of have to teach their kids how to defend themselves and with everything that's going on now especially things like that um 
you would have no knowledge of why these things are terrible and why we have to do something if it wasn't for the generation above us that were telling us that that's the case. So I'm definitely going to follow my mum's footsteps and be a feminist mum, definitely. <laughs> yeah, amazing. And we'll have to... It's the whole online community as well, which is amazing. Like I follow a few feminist pages, but mm. we'll have to link your friends one under this um, yeah, episode definitely. so everyone can go follow because that really has helped me before, like... A lot of my girlfriends around my area, it's quite like narrow-minded and people don't really mm-hmm. speak up, like you said. So I think it's great for girls to have that online. Everyone puts social media down, but it's actually been such a tool for me. It's so good for anyone that's from a background where, like you said, it is narrow-minded. I'm from the middle of Suffolk. Like, you know, a Suffolk town is not the most diverse place to be. And it was definitely a bit of an eye-opener coming to uni and realising how close-minded my schooling was. So... Like you said, you'll definitely understand that vibe of social media being like a different place to go. That's just like a place where everyone from different parts can join together and everyone from different parts that have been closed off can come together and sort of open up a little bit, which is definitely something that social media has helped do in the recent years. So, yeah. Definitely. And when you look back at your already impressive career, what advice would you give to young women and guys attempting to break into the world of makeup and special effects? I think... My advice sort of stands for any career path in general, to be honest, in that whatever you do should be what you want to do, um, should be something that you can see yourself doing in at least five years' time, but don't worry if it's not something you see yourself doing in ten because things change and paths change and your passions can change, but that, you know, if you're going to do something, do it well and that you know the quicker it's done it's done you just gotta get on with it to be honest with you I think my advice that I get from my mum a lot of the time is you know once it's done it's done she always says to me and I'm just thinking yeah like that's how I get on with things I sort of think as long as soon as I get it done it's done and then I'm on to the next thing and the next thing and the next thing and having that passion and drive to move on is the only thing that really gets you from A to B so if you're doing something that you don't enjoy you then don't have that passion to move on from one to another you sort of stay stuck in what you're doing thinking oh there's no hope there's nothing you can do you know if I hadn't have thought I was going to get on to glow up and I was like oh I'm just not going to apply because I'm not going to get on you are indefinitely changing the universe's path anyway by being like I'm not going to do it you know but if you try you're opening up that door for a possibility to happen. But if you're closing off doors, then you're stuck in this room forever and it's just not going to go anywhere. So it's definitely um, doing things, just going for it. And, um, you know, I think advice for people a bit more like me is definitely to not be worried that in being quiet and maybe a bit antisocial or a bit, you know... Um, closed off not someone that really speaks up above others at parties and things like that that there's other people that are like that in the industry I don't think I've ever met as many people like me until I came into this industry a lot of us are very similar and um, a lot of makeup artists obviously creative people in general uh, generally people that have been through a lot and have experienced a lot of different things and you do find your sort of your your people and you know in the job that I'm in now I've definitely found people that are way more like me and I've been surprised I've been like oh wow so you know this is where everyone is then do you know what I mean <laughs> yeah so you find people that are similar you to you you find your people that's what happens yeah you do and school's not everything and you you know it doesn't last forever is something that I would say don't 
quit what you're doing and don't leave sixth form because you hate it because I was this close I was very close to leaving and I didn't so never quit (laughs) good for you yeah you come across like such a strong person that will just get what you want do you know what I mean even if it is a bit painful like you said in certain days or whatever but you're so honestly so inspiring I could talk to you for hours and hours (laughs) thank you I appreciate that I feel like I just (laughs) ramble on to be honest with you but. <laughs> no, but it's, it's, it's facts and I feel like we are very similar and like you said, when you do something you're passionate about, you will meet people along the way that are your people in school. That's what I everything. mean, like, you've man- look, I'm talking to you right now, so the universe has been like, oh yeah, you two will understand something, let's, let's pair this up and then, you know, and then you'll meet someone next week and you'll be like, oh, I wish I met you earlier, do you know what I mean? There's people that you meet and you're like, oh, I wish I knew you ten years ago, but it's like, that's the reason you didn't meet them ten years ago, so. So true. And this podcast obviously called You Come First and it's like more about putting yourself first in your career. I think as women, we always feel like we need to put others first, whether it's like being a mum mm. to someone or a daughter or a good friend. Have you ever struggled putting yourself first, like your wants and needs of your career and personal life? Like, is it hard to juggle your personal life and your career? Or have you just thought, I'm going to smash it in my career while I'm young and then I can focus on my personal life after? Yeah, I think a bit of what I said earlier in the sense of, I never really cared if my, like, my friends kind of, it's been different. So, like, some friends just didn't invite me to things because they knew I didn't want to come and that was never malicious. And it was like, you just, surely you just don't want to come, you know, whatever. Which is, you've got to find friends that have your understanding and get on and get on with how you work as well. And I have made it clear to literally everyone that I've become friends with that, like, I'm not flaky. I'm not, like, I don't want to hang out. But whatever it is that is part of my career does come first. And that does come with a negative connotation almost that we're in this sort of era of self-care and like um, relaxation and things like that. And I understand that and I get it. But for some people like me, like my brain doesn't work like that. I can't relax. So I can't, I can't stop. So for me, I think only now in recent months since the show and since getting a job in the industry and things like that my it's been difficult to balance speaking to friends and um seeing family and stuff like that but I know that in the long run it's an investment in my career and that's something that I've worked hard for to get to this point and it's difficult when you're in an industry that doesn't give you many open doors I can't turn things down because it's something that's going to benefit me in the future so it definitely has affected relationships and people in my life and stuff like that but that's also why I don't have many like people like that to sort of not make sure I don't disappoint them almost um it can get a bit like that do you know what I mean how it's like you then sort of feel a bit bad for not being there for other people as much but it's like I need to do that otherwise I'm this door is going to close on me and I can't have that happen right now yeah exactly this is like the most important part of your career and you're absolutely smashing everything you do so you can't slow down if you was a man you wouldn't be expected to they'll be like yeah look he's smashing it in his career look at him go no of course yeah he hasn't got they'd time be like oh him. he's not he's not here tonight at the pub because oh, he's you know he's working late oh what a legend but it's like if you're a woman it's like oh you don't have How any time you? to yourself you should be sit you should be sat down doing self-care it's like I honestly will like run myself out like a battery if it means that at the end of the week I feel like I've accomplished something because to me as a personal opinion that's how 
I feel like I've succeeded in my week and my day and that's okay for now I'm only 22 like eventually that will be a problem (laughs) but not right now I've got a lot of right now you're living yeah you're living your best life smashing it good for you and just to finish what would you say has been your most surreal moment because obviously on the show there was a lady who came in to do special effects was it on Peaky Blinders (laughs) yeah yeah that is my favorite show (laughs) and she wanted to work with you so have you worked with her I see on your Instagram you've done something but was it that you worked on yeah, so it wasn't it wasn't Peaky's is is done now actually. I think they finished it. But um oh. yeah, that was a really surreal moment because I was waiting for a special effects. I was like, I really need to stay in the competition as long as it takes to get to the special effects weeks. And we sort of all of us had watched the previous seasons in the house just to sort of grasp when they were going to throw it in there because it obviously had to be the same sort of thing so we were like okay week six last time but it was week five the time before so we got to get to I was like I've just got to get to week five like week six and then we got there and then I saw her and I was like I know what's going on and I was like I knew where we were I knew what was going on and I was like okay this is this is my episode I think I've got to like actually smash it and um she was just great and I instantly like connected with her she's just such a real person like a real woman in the industry doing it like smashing it and creating a whole different you know I I remember speaking to her the other day and someone said to her you know Loz like this is such a nightmare all these boys have really short hair now because they've copied all the Peaky Blinders styles like you've literally created a whole new hairstyle back in back in the genre you know bringing it back from the past and she was like yeah she's just such a cool I love that what an icon she actually is and she's just great and I you know when when she said on the show you know I'd have you in my team any day you sort of hear it and you're like oh what a nice thing to say on tv oh well you know it's never gonna happen like I was like I did I knew that she wasn't being serious but um yeah after the show I got a couple of um trainee days on a different um thing with her and um just sort of testing the waters and I met her again and I was like in real life and it meant that I could speak to her without having to worry that I was being recorded on a microphone 24 7 or like that someone was listening to me so I managed to just speak to her openly about makeup and this that and the other and then yeah now I'm now I'm working with her on her main team so it's great oh my god on her main team congratulations you're literally smashing (laughs) everything it's a very long process like I think you know, you've got to start from the absolute bottom, which is perfect for me because I just like watching people. Like, I'm such an observer and I just stand there and I'm, like, making teas and coffees, but then I'm, like, watching such a professional woman in her craft where I want to be in a few years' time and knowing that I'm in that room with her is just such a blessing. Like, I'm just like, wow, like, I've learned so much already. Like, you learn so much more in the industry than you do outside of it at university and stuff. Like, I'm just getting another free bit of education, which is what I love, so I'm just loving it insane manifest it that will be you oh I, I do honestly I've got my <laughs> crystals out like they're, they're always there like I'm manifesting every single moment <laughs> uh well thank you so much for coming on because I know how busy you are and it's been an absolute pleasure to speak to you and yeah if you've ever got like a free afternoon bring your mum and let's have a feminist girly day out and have a few cocktails <laughs> she'd honestly love that you wouldn't get her to shout though honestly but we'd all just be sat there shouting at each other like do you know what I mean just awful putting the world to rights oh, I love yeah. it thank you so much thank you for having me as well I appreciate it Thank you so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed this. If you did, please rate five stars and leave a review. And be sure to subscribe so you get next week's episode as soon as it lands. 
And remember, for the best experience, make sure you listen on the Entel app. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.